Hello, it's David here. Did you know it's really easy to subscribe to The Leader? Just hit the button on your podcast provider and we'll dispatch the latest news, analysis, commentary and opinion to you every day at 4pm. And you can get in touch too. Just use the hashtag The Leader Podcast. Now, from the Evening Standard in London, this is The Leader. Hi, I'm David Marsland. Is public transport safe? He reeled off measure after measure and he is willing to stake his job on the tube being the cleanest place to be found. The Evening Standard's Sam Fishwick has been talking to TfL boss Andy Byford, who says political leaders have to get the message out to the public. And The problem the government has got is that what is crucial in dealing with the crisis is maintaining the confidence of the public. Deputy political editor Nicholas Cecil as the government makes yet another U-turn on the day PMQ's returns. Taken from the Evening Standard's editorial column, this is The Leader. For the whole thing, pick up the newspaper or head to standard.co.uk slash comment. In a moment, why are so few people using public transport? Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. In an exclusive interview with The Evening Standard, the boss of TfL, Andy Byford, says public transport is as safe as it can be, but he needs elected leaders to tell the public. Meanwhile, there's evidence more people are taking their cars into London as they try to heed government calls to go to the office, but are still fearful of getting the train. Our editorial column says it's time for Boris Johnson and Sadiq Khan to lead by example. Get back to work, the Prime Minister says. Come back to school, children are being told. Visit shops, eat out, go to a gallery. Get London going again. It's mad that we are being told to go out again, but not how to travel. The capable new boss of Transport for London spells out the right message in his interview with the Evening Standard. I believe passionately that the system is safe to use, he says. Why is he being left to make the case? Because our political leaders are afraid. We need to hear from Mr Johnson now that public transport is safe. We need to hear it from Mr Khan, too. Ministers and the mayor should get out of their official cars and get on the tube, on the train and on buses. If it's safe for the rest of us, it is safe for them, too. Well, the Evening Standard, Sam Fishwick spoke to Andy Byford and Sam's with me now. Sam, I'm sure Mr Byford was very measured in his tone when he spoke to you, but he does seem frustrated that Boris Johnson and Sadiq Khan can't seem to persuade the public to get on the tube. I think Andy Byford is uh, one of the many things he's incredibly good at, as well as getting trains to run on time uh, across the world, is um, making politicians work for him and working for the city that he's trying to make run. Certainly, he told me that it was 
helpful when politicians were on the same page. Uh, as he said to me, his, his job is to be the fulcrum between any politicians who make his customers' lives easier. So yeah, you know, Andy Byford is a man uh, with a huge reputation within the train world, but you know, to the, to the common or garden person on the tube, they have no idea who he is. He gets that. He gets that he's not a name. He needs people with a reputation, people who the public trust to say, look, it's time to get back on the tube. The tube is safe. And Byford's message is we're ready and we're ready when you are. Does he truly believe that the tube, that public transport, that buses are safe for lots of people to get on? He does, categorically, 100%. He's not so foolhardy as to fail to envisage uh, the risk of a second wave, and that's part of the reason why he is so keen to secure uh, a new model of funding that doesn't rely on uh, ridership to quite the same extent. But he's very, very confident in the safeguarding aspects that are being put in place on the London grounds and the entire transport network, and also the cleaning processes that have been done. I mean, they have had independent uh, inspectors come in to take samples of and to check for COVID-19. They haven't found anything. They've increased a cleaning budget that was already 10 million by an extra 2.3 million to bring in, you know, hospital grade disinfectant, a thousand hand sanitizers. I mean, he reeled off measure after measure, David, and he is willing to stake his job on the tube being, you know, the cleanest place to be found. It sounds like he's spending a huge amount of money to make the tube safe. And I'm just thinking this must be an incredibly difficult time to start a job like this in a unique scenario like this. How is he finding running TFL during a pandemic? He's only been in the job a few months. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, I said to him, I said, you are bonkers to take this job on people must have said that to you and he said look they called me bonkers when i took on uh new york you know is credited with turning around a really rickety transport system there that said he says that two months has felt uh much much longer he is working um if not quite around the clock than burning the candles at both ends. And he is a, he's a mover and shaker, not only on the phone to the Department of Transport, Department of Transport, uh, Sadiq Khan's office, uh, 24 seven lobbying for help um, making the service the best possible, but he's also out there. He gets on the tube. He talks to, as he calls them, you know, customers. He is a mover, a shaker, a talker. He will leave no stone unturned to get back on the right track. Next. There's a long catalogue of mistakes which the government is accused of making over recent months, and Sakir brought up several of them. Nicholas Cecil on PMQs and the latest government U-turn. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. It's mess after mess. His own MPs. U-turn after U-turn. It's a fundamental issue of competence. God knows what's going on. 
There's no grip. Keir Starmer at PMQs earlier quoting an anonymous Tory MP and accusing Boris Johnson of repeated U-turns during the coronavirus pandemic. And not long after this exchange came another one, with the planned easing of restrictions in Bolton and Trafford being scrapped after local councils raised concerns. Our deputy political editor Nicholas Cecil's here. And Nicholas, the timing of this latest reversal was quite unfortunate for the Prime Minister. Yes, the timing was certainly very interesting. The announcement came literally um, towards the end of a, a quite a ferocious clash between Boris Johnson and Sir Keir Starmer over the government's handling of the COVID-19 crisis. Um, the Labour leader was basically accusing the Prime Minister of presiding over chaotic management of the government and coronavirus and accusing him of a series of U-turns, including on on school exams, on the wearing of face masks in shops and so on. And the government is also accused of, of a changing the test and trace system from a centralised system to a more localised one. So, but, so basically the government's being accused of all these U-turns and as... The, the two men clashed in, in the Commons. Suddenly we get a, what certainly appears to be another U-turn, even though the government's actually denying it's a U-turn. Are there worries about the number of U-turns the government's making within the Conservative Party? Keir Starmer was quoting anonymous MPs uh, saying that, that, that they were worried that the government ha- hasn't got a grip. Yes, there is growing disquiet on the, the Tory backbenches over the number of U-turns. Um, I think the problem the government has got is that what is crucial in dealing with the, the the crisis is maintaining the confidence of the public. Basically, people are being asked to take some quite strict measures to try and stop the spread of the virus. And for people to continue following the advice, they really need to have confidence that it's going to work and that the government is doing the right thing. And that there's growing evidence that more and more people are not following the rules and this is particularly concerning as autumn and winter approaches when there's likely to be a rise in the number of cases. To be fair to Boris Johnson he did say that they would be making sort of swift decisions about lockdowns so that appears to be what's happened in Bolton and Trafford. Yes in some sense yes that is what has happened because there has been a sharp rise in the number of cases. For example in Bolton the weekly incidence rate has risen from 18.9 per 100,000 people in the week to the 23rd of August to 60.6 so that's more than trebling and in Trafford it's gone up from 17.8 per 100,000 to 36.8 so yes there's been a sharp rise in cases there but local council leaders have been calling for the easing of these restrictions not to go ahead and there's even confusion over whether this relaxation had or had not yet happened the Department for Health is insisting that basically the restrictions were kept in place. The mayor of Greater Manchester, Andy Burnham, believed they had been lifted yesterday. Um, and, and he described easing these restrictions as completely illogical. Other council leaders have also accused ministers of bowing to pressure from Tory MPs rather than listening to local health chiefs. And it was the return of PMQs today after recess. There was a lot to talk about. I got the impression Keir Starmer had been waiting quite a while to bring up things like the exam results algorithm. Yes, no, uh, basically there's there's a long catalogue of mistakes which the government is accused of making over recent months and Sir Keir 
brought up several of them, um, including the exam fiasco. Interestingly, this morning, Ofqual said it always wanted to press ahead with some form of exams, but that it was actually the ministers who took the decision to go for the system using this controversial algorithm. And that's The Leader. You can keep up with all the latest developments with the Evening Standard's live blog, which you'll find at standard.co.uk. And we also have morning briefings available at 7am through your smart speaker. Just ask for the news from The Evening Standard. This podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm. Listener.